in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. It's great to have you here on yet another episode. What do you think, Peter? Here we go again. Unbelievable. How many episodes do you think we've done so far? Uh, Almost 20. Almost 20. This this will actually be episode, well, 19 if you're counting. So, um, Are you counting? Well, I am counting because it keeps me in order. Are you counting the pilot? Uh, No, I don't count the pilot. See, I was right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's important that you're right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, because you know, again, you you struggle with you know rejection. Oh, it's it's constant, <laughs> constant companion. <laughs> Nobody likes me. No. <laughs> well, uh, well, I like you enough to do a podcast with. You. I appreciate that. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah, you yeah. let me sit in the same room with you. Every uh, it's a windowless room. I know, and but and I get to see you. That's exactly. And congratulations on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're still doing our uh, Mount Rushmore series, and we talked about Kimberly's uh, one of her verses last uh, podcast. We're going to talk about another one of her verses. Yeah, she's got a good one. She does have a very good one, and this is found in Exodus. Yeah. uh, Chapter 14, her Mount Rushmore verse is Exodus 14, 14, which says, uh, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty... Powerful. So I asked her, you know, again, why uh, this verse? Right. And her response was, this has been popping up everywhere for me lately. Okay. Yeah. The part about being still. Yeah. And I think, you know, we as Western church people, mm. I guess, uh, or Americans, we have trouble being still sometimes. We, well, man, <laughs> yes, we really do. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Where life is so busy. Yeah, uh, you're taking your kids to school, picking them up, taking them to, and then just the stuff that we do at church and this and that. I mm-hmm. mean, life can really get complicated. Yeah. Well, and how many times when you do take the time to sit still, you feel guilty? I should be doing this. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You feel guilty because you're, well, I'm going to take a nap. Mm-hmm. Well, I really shouldn't take a nap. Right. Uh, but you know, uh, you take a nap anyway because your body's telling you slow down. Yeah. That's the reason why you take naps to begin with. Mm-hmm. If you take a nap, do you take a nap? Uh, I take un- unintentional naps. <laughs> just kind of nod off. Yeah, you go. Just yeah. sit down and it's over. That's it. <laughs> well, that's that was the the part that she uh, that she told us uh, is the being still. Hmm. And uh, so I think that's a, a great way of looking at this this whole um, story of Exodus fourteen. I think we need to talk about. We do. You know, I, I had at the top of my my list here context. Yes. Because one of the things we never want to be guilty of is pulling a verse out of context. Right. And and you if you look at this verse just independently, mm-hmm. y- you can really think, man, God's going to fight every battle for me. Right. All I have to do is sit back and do nothing. And that's not what it's saying. No, that's not what it's saying. No. Not at all. So the story is that um, the Israelites have left Egypt, mm-hmm. and they are... To at the Red Sea, they are, 
They're getting to the Red Sea or they're at the Red Sea. And again, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Mm -hmm. And here come the chariots and here come all these soldiers, whatever they are. And there's panic in the camp. Right. There's just the absolute pandemonium. And what I saw, I read this in a commentary. Uh, there was no way out for the Israelites, so they had to look up. Yeah, there you go. I like that. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, they yeah. had to look up. So that's when uh, Moses was saying uh, in verse, like in verse thirteen. If you go back to just verse thirteen, he answered the people, "Do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Stand firm. Yeah, and you will see the deliverance of the." Of the that we will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you yeah. uh, today. The Egyptians you see today, mm. you will never see again. Isn't that something? <laughs> so, yeah, I really think thirteen and fourteen belong together. They do because it gives a really good picture. But you know, in just a few verses before that, um, it says in verse eleven. Mm-hmm. This, this shows how how dire it was. Okay. He says, were there no graves in Egypt you could bury us in? I mean, you have to bring us out in the desert to kill us, <laughs> you know. And so, like you said, their back's up against the wall. There's a sea on one side and the army on the other side. There's nowhere to go. Right. And so they're stuck. They are right in the middle of this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And, and uh, when you go back even to verse 10, it says they were terrified. Mm. And they cried out to the Lord. And that's when in verse 11 says, now, was it because there were no graves in Egypt? Because they were complaining to Moses. So here, here they are. They've just been brought out. Yeah. How quickly they forgot, and we do the same. Boy, thing. we really do. We're we're not. We're we have the benefit of looking back, but we're just as guilty as they yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, when something really bad goes wrong, you know, we say, "Where where where are you, God?" Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I can't beat the Israelites up too bad because. Uh, we've all done that in our own lives. Yeah, I preached a sermon one time, and the, the title was, What Have You Done For Me Lately, God? Mm. And you think about just that statement, saying it out loud. Yeah. You know, wow. and, and, and but that's the way we are. Sure. You know, God does something good. He blesses us, and, and we see God's favor, and we, we dance around with joy, and then we just go, okay, what's next? Give me more. <laughs> right. What's next? I love the way you put yeah. that. Yeah, but the reality is when he sent Jesus to die for us, it don't get any better than that. No, that's that's the uh, that's the big one. It is. It really is the big one. And so why are we always you know, saying more, more, more? He's given us his very best. Oh, he's given us everything. Yeah. Uh, if he, By just him giving us uh, salvation mm-hmm. uh, that we talked about in the last podcast, um, that that would be enough. Yeah. You know, if we if we never did if nothing else ever happened in world history. Yep. God has done enough. Yep. He really really has. Not even world history, our history. Our history, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's it. That's yeah. that's the top. That's exactly right. Um so Moses went on in verse 13 he said, "Do not be afraid, afraid stand still mm-hmm. and see the salvation of God." I love the uh the idea that he says, do not be afraid. Moses had no idea what God was going to do. No. He had no clue what God was going to do, but he trusted God enough to tell these Israelites, do not be afraid. Yeah. And I thought that was really a great sentence. Well, and I, I like what you said, that he, Moses had no idea what to do, because verse 15 bears that out, mm-hmm. because God says to Moses, 
why are you still standing here? <laughs> <laughs> why are you crying out to me? Yeah. Right. It does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, come on, you know. Uh, but he didn't know what to do. Right. Because he was just like the people and thinking, we're done for. Right. Yeah. And so he had no idea what God's plan was. No. He really didn't. No. But he still had enough confidence in God and trust in God to say, do not be afraid. Right. The God that has brought us out of Egypt to this point is still here. Yeah. And yeah. how easy we forget that. We do. Um, but, you know, that's the power of remembrance. Sometimes we just have to go back and remember the faithfulness of God, mm-hmm. uh, that he is the deliverer. And and so, you know, the other thing I think that, you know, God put them in this pickle. You know, mm-hmm. he he brought them to this place. He put their backs against the wall. He put them in a place where uh, they they couldn't save themselves. Right. And because God did this, God is going to give them the way out. Right. Yeah. I, I read this. Are you ready for this? Yeah. This, this is something that I read. Um, he told them to stand still. He told them to stop, hmm. okay? Uh, despair um, will, will, let's see, well, okay, here we go. Despair will tell you uh, that you are cast down hmm. and, it will, and it will keep you from standing. Yeah, I like that. Okay? Fear will tell yourself uh, to retreat. Mm-hmm. Impatience will tell you to do something and do it now. Yeah, anything. And, and presumption will tell you to jump in the Red Sea before it's been parted. Wow. I thought that was pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, so this whole idea that that Kimberly mentioned about being still has some real significance because these despair and fear and impatience and presumption, those are worse. Yeah. You should be still and listen to what God has to say. You know, bringing that out, Robert, talks about how, you know, internally, those those. That's our go-to. That's what we want to do. We want to panic. We mm-hmm. want to do something. We want to, e- even if it's the wrong thing, at least I'm doing something. Right. The, the the whole being still is counterintuitive to us. It really is. We and don't want to do that. No, no. It, it Well, it seems stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to die. I need to at least do something. Right. And so for us to be obedient to what God says and be still, it's just really hard. It's really hard. And does it show when we when we don't be still, does it show a lack of faith sometimes? Yes, I think it does. I think it does. Yeah. I think it, it shows a lack of faith in what God will do for us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you said in, a, in an earlier podcast that, you know, the opposite of fear is um, – no, the opposite of faith is fear. Right, is what you said. That's what I said. So, um, so I, I think that fear is a, a powerful motivator, but I think it it shows, you know, it doesn't show that you've got a lot of faith. Yeah, to to me, I call that the the Hagar thing. Mm-hmm. You remember Abraham? You know, he, he and Sarah are supposed to have a baby, right? And they're trying to figure out the mechanics and how this is going to happen, and so they take matters in their own hands. Mm-hmm. And he has sex with his handmaiden, and we have Ishmael. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you and I do, Robert. When we get ahead of God, we we end up making a mistake. Right. Because God says, I've got a plan. Just wait on the plan. And we say, we can't wait on the plan. We've got to do something. And how many times is it the wrong thing? It is the wrong thing. You know, how many, how many years was it before 
uh, from Malachi to Jesus coming. Was it 400? Yeah. It was 400 years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, you know, so if you're impatient, uh, you're you're not going to see the glory of God no. in a lot of a lot of instances. No. So it was 400 years from that point to Jesus. I mean, that's that's a long time. Yeah. That's that's longer than I've been alive. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd tell you that. Oh, I, I, good to know. <laughs> yeah. You would appreciate that. Wow. Well, let me uh, let me talk about this right quick. I, okay. I read um, several versions on uh, the last part of verse. Uh, be still. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's kind of the theme here. Right. Uh, the NIV says be still. Be still. Okay. A New Living Translation says, just stay calm. Oh, wow. Which I liked. Uh, the uh, the ESV, the English uh, Standard Version, mm-hmm. uh, said to be silent. Mm. And the King James Version said, hold your peace. Mm. So which one of those do you like the best? Which one of those, if you had to choose just to stay calm or to be silent? I don't know if I could be silent with a, a whole army headed my way. I guess I like to be still because yeah, not too. only is it is it not speaking, but it's not doing. It's it's no motion at all, no activity. It's right. just waiting on him. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's real good. Yeah. So I think the be still is the one I, that I, I like as well. Well, and Psalms forty six ten and forty six ten says, "Be still and know that I am God." Yeah. And that, so that whole psalm, you know, mentions that whole thing. Yeah, I read read in one of the things that I was reading to get prepared for this, and it said, uh, it, "What this what this verse tells us is it brings us to the place where we have nothing to offer for the victory." Oh, okay. So it, it's almost it's a confession of God. I I can't do this. I I have no way forward. I have no way out. I've exhausted all my resources. I am between the the army of Egypt and the sea, and I have nowhere to go. Like you said, we have to look up, mm-hmm. and so you know we have to come to the end of ourselves. Right, and we get to this place where if if God, you don't do something, then I, I've got no hope. Mm-hmm. And so we become still, and the only thing we can do is trust in Him for Him to deliver us. Right. Oh. And, and how many situations have you found yourself in where? You are at that place. Yeah, quite yeah, often. Me too. Yeah. You're at that place, and the only place to go is to look up. Yeah. But how many times, even in that place, we keep trying in our way? Right. Well, let me figure it out this, or let me make this phone call, or I'm going to send one more scathing email and try to get this resolved. <laughs> right. And the last thing we do is we think about prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Guilty as charged. I, I, that is exactly I can see, I can see myself doing that. Yeah, the last—that's wow. my last resort instead yeah, of being, being yeah. my first resort. Exactly, and it should be yeah. first. Yeah, uh, and and if I'm just still enough and trust in Him, mm-hmm. that He will He will see me through it. Yeah, just like the uh, like our whole um, Psalm 23 thing. Absolutely, that we talked about. Yeah. So, well, that is just fantastic. Can you believe we have already met? Wow, we have. We've already made made this verse yeah. history. Any other things you have? Any other thoughts? I just about got it? one more point I want to make. Okay. Is is re, it's a reminder that God brought them to this place where they're trapped. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in those situations where we feel trapped, God may be merciful to us and deliver us. But sometimes we have to pay the stupid tax. We got ourselves there. It's right. our own fault, and to cry out to God for deliverance. God may say, you know, you got yourself here. I didn't do this. Right. 
And yeah. so to, to take this verse and think, man, every time God's going to fight my battle, all I have to do is just wait on him. It's not what this verse is. No, that's not what it's talking about. So that that's an excellent point. And, and I love the way that you, that you put that. that. That was really good. Well, listen, you have listened to another episode of yeah. Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We really do appreciate you listening, and we hope that you will uh, share this with all your friends and family. My name is Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. And we really appreciate you listening, and God bless. We just want to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. We really do appreciate it. And Peter, we have a special announcement that we would like to make. That's right, Robert. We want to invite everyone to come to New Song Praise Fest in Columbia, Tennessee on May the 4th. This is an all-day Christian music festival, and we would love for you to come and enjoy the day. Oh, that's right. And Praise Fest has five acts coming this year, including Rhett Walker. And closing the night out will be the former lead singer of Third Day, Mac Powell. What sounds good. Well, consider this your personal invitation to be with us at New Song Praise Fest on Saturday, May the 4th. And for tickets and all other information that you may need, visit newsongpraisefest.com.